0: Welcome to the latest teaming up from the Hodges Partnership. In this episode, Pauline and Michaela discuss shiny objects for 2023, including Be Real, Twitter, Reddit, ChatGPT, and TikTok's new shopping feature. Enjoy the show.
1: Hey, Michaela, how are you doing? Hi, Pauline. I'm doing well. How are you?
0: Good, good. This is an exciting episode we have coming up today, talking about the shiny objects for 2023.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's always exciting uh, to see what we think about it now, and then at the end of the year, reflect on our um, thoughts at the beginning of the year.
0: Yeah, it'll be interesting to see where we are at the end of the year after this. All right, so... um, We're talking about shiny objects today, and it's sort of a timely topic for us because normally at the beginning of the year, there are all these trend pieces that come out talking about the trends and new things for the year. Um, And we're also doing this episode because it's just kind of our job um, to be aware of what's happening and noting the shifts and changes and emerging tools that are coming out. Um, You know, things change so often when it comes to social media um, and where people are getting their, their news and, um, how to get their attention. So we're just going to sort of share what's on our radar right now, right? Yeah, absolutely. So you've got a list and I've got a list Mm -hmm. and we're just sort of going to go back and forth and do a
1: lightning round of the things that are on our radars right now. Yeah. And we're going to start off with be real. Um, so I'll talk about be real for a little bit. So, um, it's a photo sharing app that was founded in 2020, so it's it's pretty new. The idea behind it is to connect with your friends um, without thinking about followers, likes, and filters on your photographs. Um, it's kind of like the anti-Instagram, I think it wants to think of itself as. Um, so at some point of the day, users get a notification to take, and you take a photo using your back camera and your front-facing camera, so your followers can see what you're doing right at that moment. Um As of this month, actually, Be Real has been installed over 73.5 million times worldwide. And last year, it was Apple's top um, iPhone app of the year. Um, And some efforts have been made by its competitors, um, like apps like TikTok launching features that are very similar. So people have, you know, heard how popular it is and tried to copy that. Um, Something that's really interesting to me is since the app's been launched, um, it really hasn't had any major updates. Um, which is kind of refreshing when at, at we see Instagram and other platforms constantly making updates, which, you know, can be good, but it's constantly trying to be everything for every different user. Um, and we know this is a favorite with Gen Z because um, they prefer authenticity to online brand advertising. And f- for brands, this idea of authenticity isn't really new. I think we've seen that for a while. Um, but I think one thing that is interesting with Be Real is um, its users aren't served ads when they're when they're on BeReal, seeing their friends' pictures and everything. Um, in fact, its policy actually forbids ads altogether for now. Um, and a few ways that brands can use BeReal is by building an online community, kind of feeling like you know, exclusive, uh, giving followers an inside look at the company, maybe behind the scenes or with employees. Um, And, of course, running promotions. We saw this last year with Chipotle. Uh, They leveraged Be Real as part of its campaign, uh, giving customers a chance to win a free burrito if they posted a Be Real photo in a costume at the restaurant. Um, And some other brands we've seen use it are Elf Beauty, Trident, Sour Patch. And so keeping in mind that this is essentially kind of free exposure, free advertising for these brands. So I think it'll be interesting to see... um, throughout this year into next what be real does as far as charging companies to either be on be real or advertise um, because if if something with that does change it'll essentially change the user experience um, altogether so while it's definitely not a place I think for every brand to utilize um, it could be a good time for brands to kind of get creative without being overly promotional and to try it out while there's no money um, you know they don't have to pay for anything right now
0: yeah, yeah, I'll be interested to see how their monetization model changes for them because yeah. you know they're gonna have to make money somehow to keep the app going at some point. Yeah, I'm. I'm curious to know: Are you
1: following any brands personally on B Real? I think you're. You're on B Real, right? I am, and no, you know, it's just my it's just my friends right now. I didn't ever think, but apparently people do because I was also seeing that some of those brands are actually capped out at followers. Because mm. I think you can only have so many followers. So, Oh, that's um, interesting. Yeah.
0: So a great time for brands to join when the stakes are low as far as like you don't have to have a whole lot of followers. There's no pressure to exactly. be overly promotional or do ads or anything. So that's very interesting. I'm going to dive into my thing, which is chat GPT, which mm-hmm. is I feel like the hot topic for literally everybody right now everyone's talking about it um but for listeners who might not know chat gpt is a language model developed by open ai um, it's essentially a chat bot that is designed to mimic human conversation and language so it can be used to answer questions write articles or blogs it can translate language and it can even apparently write code it was launched in November of 2020, so very new still, only a few months old. Um, and by December 4th, it already had over 1 million users. And then as of January of this year, it had over 100 million users. So it's just pretty crazy how fast it's grown. I think the implication for marketers when it comes to Chat J- GPT is that AI and language models like it are um, gonna work their way eventually into various facets of our industry. And they have already. Um, I've seen tools online like um, Copy AI that will write your social media copy for you. You can just um, plug into the platform the topic you wanna cover and sort of some of the main points you wanna make. You can even tell it what kind of tone you want to write the copy in and it'll spit it out for you. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty amazing. So there's that. And then I've also seen some brands using it. Um, One of the brands that people are talking about is Snapple. I I don't know if you've ever had a Snapple. I have, but um, you know how on the inside of the cap, there's like a little factoid that they print in there. Yeah. So um, Snapple has launched this tool online where people can just go to the website and type in a topic and it'll, um, spit out a little factoid about that topic and you can have that printed on, on the underside of a Snapple cap, which is cool. Pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing that Snapple did when it launched that, um, is it used chat GPT to actually write the press release about it. So I thought that was a really cool way to sort of really lean into the sort of novelty, um, of this campaign. One of the other things I wanted to bring up while we're talking about ChatGPT is this insane article um, that I saw last week from the New York Times. Um, A tech reporter for the Times, Kevin Roos, was testing out a new version of Bing, the search engine, um, which actually uses um, a model language developed by OpenAI, the same people that do ChatGPT. Um, but anyway, in this story, the reporter Kevin, he ends up having this two-hour conversation with the chatbot, in which we learn the chatbot's name is Sydney. Um, and the conversation over two hours just kind of meanders and it becomes very unsettling at times. Like it gets to the point where the chatbot is telling Kevin that she loves him. And Mm -hmm. Kevin's like, Oh no, I'm married. I'm happily married. And she's like, no, you don't really love your wife. You love me and you want to be with me. And, um, it's just such a wild story. So, so crazy. Um, if, I don't know if you've ever seen the movie her with Joaquin Phoenix. Mm, I have. Yeah. Yeah. It's very much like that, like straight out of a sci-fi movie. It's so crazy. So if, um, people haven't yet, I really encourage everyone to go and read that article in The Times. And then also listen to, they did a follow-up interview with Kevin on the New York Times' podcast, The Daily, in which he talks about the whole experience. Um, it's just so, so fascinating.
1: I saw a lot of different arguments for that, Some or a lot of responses. Some people were saying, oh, you know, this is just, this is just AI, like, don't get overly excited about it. And some people being like, this is kind of creepy. And I think one thing to think about is all of this technology, it'll just, it'll quickly even get smarter, so. Yeah,
0: yeah. I think the answer that Microsoft gave um, in response to Kevin's interaction with the chatbot is that um, it was sort of like an anomaly, and it was like pushing the limits of the programming language, and so I guess it didn't, the program the program didn't really know how to respond, and so as he was sort of digging deeper and deeper, um, the answers just got more and more crazy, right? Um, So that's something that they're working on clearly, but interesting to see what'll happen next with it. Yeah, absolutely. Um,
1: You want to tell us what's next on your list? Yes. Well, as opposed to something that came out in 2020, we're going to talk about Reddit, which came out in 2005, when I think some people were just, you know, getting me, getting on the internet. Um, So Reddit, for those listeners who don't know, is a social network with a forum-style discussion structure with topic-based communities, and these are called subreddits. Um, And people can really socialize anonymously if if they choose to. It has 420 million users. This is 20% higher than the population of the United States, which kind of blew my mind. And it receives more traffic than Amazon with over 1 billion monthly unique visitors. Um, for marketers, I think it's important to keep in mind that Reddit is focuses on community building and online discussion rather than highlighting individual profiles or specific content. And similar to Be Real, it's focused really off, on authenticity. Um, and brands can use Reddit for social listening by capturing mentions or keywords for your brand if people are talking about your brand. But I think re- uh, Reddit is in this space is relevant right now because brands are going to rely less on major platforms for paid ads. And smaller platforms like Reddit allow for really specific targeting and building connections with your audience and really give a better bang for your buck. Uh, It allows for self-serve ads which only have a $5 minimum. So you don't have to have a huge advertising budget to go um, and advertise on Reddit. Um, and you can even target ads to specific subreddits. So if you want to add, advertise to hikers or beauty or gamers or anything like that, you can find those communities. Um, one company we see promoting well on content well on Reddit is Toyota. For one promoted post, they shared a video based post in the Formula One subreddit, which I did not know, but it's a race car. so I've learned learned something. Um, you and me both so I don't know anything yeah, about I, Formula One racing. I, i didn't either um so even though this was promoted content toyota still focused on uh telling a story about race racing rather than more of a promotional like this is our you know rav4 or whatever and talking about the features of a car another brand which i thought was really neat was ally bank um they targeted video people who love video games, which seems like kind of a stretch, but to connect the two topics, they created an ad or promoted post with an analogy, you wouldn't settle for a one-star controller, so why still settle for a one-star bank? So really finding that that's so connection, yeah. I thought that was really neat.
0: Yeah, I think... Um, Reddit for us too, it's on our radar because we're hearing clients ask us a lot more and more about it as an alternative platform to be on. Mm -hmm. I think the listening component that you mentioned is really key for them because, I mean, there are listening tools, um, on like social management Tools that we use, or like Falcon IO has its own sort of like listening tool, Sprout and Hootsuite all have their own sort of listening tool. But I think that Reddit gets to that super authentic piece of what um, a brand's target audience is really talking about online, and that's a great place to mine for content. It's a great place to mine for product ideas or like updates you want to make to your product. So I think that's why we're seeing again, like you said, Reddit started in two thousand five. It's nothing new, but for us, it's like a new way to connect with audiences, and we and using it in a new way that we had not thought of before. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, so similarly, the next thing on my list is also not a new, not a new thing by any stretch. It's Twitter, um, but I think we wanted to include this on the list because there's just so much happening, obviously, over there right now with um, Elon Musk having got the app and taken over. Um and so people are always asking us like what's the latest with Twitter? What's going on? What should we do about it? And for right now anyway, um the latest is that Twitter is still a hot mess. Um Elon Musk <laughs> is making wholesale changes to the algorithm that basically benefits only him. The latest that we're seeing is that um the change that he made resulted in users being um, seeing his tweets first at the top of their timeline because he made some offhanded comment that he was worried about his engagement falling. So um, he had the engineers change up the algorithm so that his tweets would appear in more users' timelines, and that's where we are. So if that gives you any indication of how things are going over there, I think it's safe to say that it'll still be a while before we see any sort of return to normalcy on that platform so long as he's still at the helm but um, some other Twitter updates that we are, uh, we've been seeing and keeping on our, our eye on is that it's now allowing cannabis ads on the platform, which is the first social platform to allow that kind of advertising. So, you know, great if you're a cannabis brand. And then the other update that I saw is that um, it's recently rolled out 4,000 character tweets, but that feature is only available if you're a Twitter Blue subscriber. Um, so for those who don't know, I'm I'm sure lots of people do, but just, you know, for the sake of explaining, um, Twitter blue is the paid subscription that gives you that blue verified check on your account. Um, and then it also gives you access to early features such as this 4,000 character tweet, um, thing. So, um, yeah, things seem to be changing day to day over there. I'm sure there will be much more changes to come as we go through the year. So we're just going to keep an eye on things as, as they progress. It really is. It
1: really is week by week, month by month with that. So
0: yeah, for sure. At the whims
1: of Elon Musk. Yeah. Um, you want to tell us what's next on your list? Yeah, I think just one other thing that seemed kind of important as far as, you know, Especially with retail, is that uh, in the last few weeks TikTok has launched its. Um, it's still in the early phases, but it launched shop features. Um, so it take it keeps you in the app instead of taking you to the browser, which is I think you know great for the user. Um, but it's, and it's definitely capitalizing on that hashtag TikTok made me buy it trend, which. I've personally seen, maybe this is just my algorithm, I've seen a lot of beauty items. <laughs> no, I get those ads <laughs> and that content yeah. too, me and you both. Um, so it'll be interesting, you know, how brands across industries, if this continues, you know, if there's longevity in this for TikTok, uh, will across industries, will will utilize it. And it also is coming when Instagram is kind of stepping away from some of its shopping features. Um, so we'll see what happens there in the coming year.
0: I'm curious to know, have you ever purchased anything off of Instagram or an Instagram ad? Absolutely. You can cross- yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Who hasn't, right? I just feel like the targeting is so good on Instagram. Like, they really know me. Like, um, if and especially if, like, uh, you look at something online, like, on your web browser, and then the next time you open up Instagram, like, you get an ad for that thing. Like, I don't know about you, but I as like somebody who works in this space all the time when I get those um notifications from the app that's like do you want this app to track your data and your usage across other you know other apps and devices I'm like yes please because I mean I want to be <laughs> I I want to be served targeted content um it's just the day and age that we live in and
1: um it's I don't know. well and sometimes it takes a couple a couple times I see something I'm not ashamed of yeah. You know, and sometimes it'll, it'll take a couple of times. And then like, I make really purchases that I really, um, like, uh, and yeah. it is really ease of use. You know, it keeps you, it can take you from you seeing what you want to purchasing and basically like three pages instead of, um, what can be often like a five or six, you know, you're going outside of the app and stuff. So absolutely. I a hundred percent
0: agree with that. The ease of shopping on Instagram, um, is so convenient. Especially, you know, with Apple Pay, I've got all my credit card information saved. So it's just like a few clicks and I've already, it's already got my address saved and my credit card info saved, but I'm just, I'm a serial online shopper. And I know not a lot of people are about that, but I am. Well, this was a fun episode. Um, I got, I learned a lot out of it. So thank you for that. And yeah, I guess we'll sort of keep an eye on the things we talked about and see if maybe we'll do an update episode later in the year and see where we are. That would be great. Thank you, Pauline. All right. I'll see you later.